0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of Nebraska Soccer Talk Podcast. I am your host, Joe Cleary, and fall is in the air, even though it is still very, very warm out. And with fall, and hopefully what is going to be a more normal year for us, is college soccer. So this podcast and the podcast episodes to come are going to be primarily focused on college soccer. Now we will dive into the prep side a little bit with college commitments uh, and stuff along those lines. But the primary focus is going to be college soccer. So on today's episode, I'm going to give a rundown of all the teams in the state. I believe I'll hit everyone at least a little bit. And then we'll also talk about some college commitments, as well as some professional signings for Union Omaha from the youth ranks of Nebraska, which is super exciting. Um, All that in this episode. Tune in, rate, review, subscribe, and share. And most of all, enjoy and support local soccer in the state of Nebraska. All right, we're going to start off in the capital city at the University of Nebraska with the University of Nebraska women's soccer program who are off to a really good start at the time of recording they are three and oh with resounding wins over uh, western illinois and the university of missouri and then a tough tough road win over baylor so they're three and oh good start um the huskers were fit picked to finish 10th in the the big or sorry they were picked to finish 12th this fall 12th this fall they finished 10th in 2019 11th last spring um and I just, I don't think that the Huskers are going to be happy if they finish 12th this year, but I also don't expect them to. I do think they're going to finish a little bit higher than that. Um, they have scored goals in bunches against USD and NDSU. Uh, and my question after seeing the NDSU game was, can they do this against, you know, power five opponents, maybe, maybe a little bit stronger opponents. Um, and, and and so far they can. Uh, Sarah Weber has proven so far to be the real deal, as well as some of her other Uh, freshman attackers like Abby Schwartz, uh, Haley Peterson. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens once they get into the Big Ten, which is a a really good soccer conference. And they're showing that in themselves as a conference with their early starts to the season. Uh, Nebraska has a tough non-conference schedule as well. So we're going to know what the Huskers are about before we get into Big Ten play. And then hopefully they finish higher than what they are selected. Uh, Like I said, I do think that they... Will finish higher. That's my that is my prediction. Um, while the talk has been a lot about the, the the and probably more knowledge is about the players who are the big freshmen and attackers, the big names that we've seen play in the high school ranks over the last um, two three years. Uh, I think that the X factor is going to be uh, how do the seniors uh, in the midfield in the back play? Uh, Dakota Chan, Grace Brown, Kenzie Coons, uh, Teresa Pujado. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, They need, they need to come, they need to come prepared. They need to, they need to be, they're in the spine of the team. So their leadership, their consistency is going to be so important. Um, In goal, the Huskers have Sammy Hawk, a transfer. um, And they also have McKenzie short who played well uh, last spring for the Huskers. So they, they do have two good goalkeepers. Um, I'm excited to see what the Nebraska Cornhusker women's soccer program can do this fall. I, I think that they are picked too low in the Big Ten, and I think they're going to surprise some people in their conference, but I also think they're going to surprise some people in the state. Um, now, moving over to Omaha, to the blue and white side of Omaha, we're going to talk about the Creighton Women's Soccer Program. They finished uh, top two in their division um, in the Big East. The Big East is doing away with the divisional thing this year, thankfully. I, I, the division thing I did not like. Um, they were picked very low last spring i think at the bottom of their division so they finished top two um going higher than the predictions that was their late season run that got them there this year they're picked fifth in the preseason so they the, the change in where they were sought where they were seen and where they're seen now is a is a big difference uh ross Pauly and the coaching staff earned coaching staff of the years in the big east um there were some off-season changes carly kopitz who was on staff uh departed uh and then on the team, uh, hometown goal scorer and all Big East performer Skyler Heinrich is uh, transferred, has transferred from uh, the Big East and uh, from Creighton to uh, TCU. So it's a big loss there. I think uh, Omaha soccer fans will be disappointed to see her go, but she obviously has to pursue things uh, uh, how she wants to. Um, the Creighton women's soccer team has has higher expectations now um it's going to be interesting to see if they can meet those they've had a, a decent start to the season so far they do like i think that skylar is a big loss skyline she's a big loss uh, anyone saying she isn't uh, is kidding themselves but we also can't gloss over the fact that soccer is a team game and creighton returns t- their other 10 starters from last year including uh sophomore ada kardovich uh, who is an all-Big East player. So Creighton Women's Soccer, I think, is going to be fine. I, I'll say this. They play a really uh, fun brand of soccer to watch. Um, they they have a nice style of play that I enjoyed last spring at least. Um, so I'm hoping to get out there a few more times this fall and, and watch Coach Pauly's team play. Um, but Creighton Women's Soccer team, uh, I think they're finally getting a little bit more respect uh, than what they got last spring. Um, and hopefully uh, their upward trajectory continues uh, this fall and hopefully another berth into the Big East tournament. And that's something I think that all uh, Creighton fans, but just Nebraska soccer fans in general would like to see. Finally, the last women's soccer program. Last but not least, uh, the red and black side of Omaha, uh, the University of Nebraska Omaha Mavericks. Uh, They were runners up in the spring 2021. Summit League tournament falling to the University of Denver. Um, They were picked third in the summit league preseason poll this year behind Denver at one South Dakota state at two. I really expect Omaha to finish in that third or fourth spot. Anything lower for me is a disappointment. Anything higher would be great. And that just would show you the growth of the pro that the program is on. I know that those top two spots are the spots that uh, coach Tim Walters and the players in the program are gunning for, but I do think that third or fourth is probably where they'll fall this year. Um, they do return a lot of players from a successful spring and they have several talented transfers and freshman additions that, uh, will make things more difficult. I think last spring, it was very easy to kind of tell like, yep, this is the starting lineup for the university of Nebraska Omaha. I think they got deeper. I think they got more talented. Uh, and, and so it's going to be interesting to see if, if the university of Nebraska Omaha Mavericks can make everything click, uh, defensively as a team, they are very, very solid. I do think they're going to have to find a way to to score goals, especially against some of the better teams. Um, and then and then also when they're on the ball, not turning the ball over in their defensive third or, or getting countered on because that's that's when they are very vulnerable is when they make mistakes and turn the ball over close to their own goal. So they can avoid that stuff. Uh, I think they're set for another good season in the Summit League. They have a tough out-of-conference out of out schedule. Um, so they're going to definitely be tested before they get to the Summit League in October. Um, moving over to the men's side. Uh, We have Omaha men's soccer, who had uh, a great spring. Um, They were the Summit League representatives in the NCAA tournament due to some COVID protocols with Denver. Um, It's a shame we didn't get to see the Denver-Omaha game last year because that game would have been awesome, and I think it's going to be awesome this fall. So, um, unfortunately, it is in Denver on October 30th, which could be interesting weather. Um, But not only did Omaha men's team go to the ncaa tournament but they won the program's first ever ncaa game omaha returns everyone probably one of the most talented uno teams i have seen that i can remember uh hugo Kamatani ed port neil ayats up top uh you know in the back uh donis and cummings um in 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 center back uh just just a, a loaded team Um, just a loaded team, a fun team to watch. Um, I really think this could be the year that they might push for the summit league, uh, regular season crown. Um, that would be, that'd be really fun to see. They were picked first. So definitely a target on their back. Denver, probably bulletin board material a little bit for Denver, but you know, uh, it is what it is. It's the deserved ranking for Omaha. They were great last spring and they, they returned a ton of really good players. Um, if, if you're an Omaha soccer fan, you have to get out and watch Hugo Komitani and, and the Omaha Mavericks play soccer because it's just a fun team. Coach Warming has built a, a really solid team this year. Um, moving over to Coach Warming's old school, Creighton Men's Soccer. Picked third in the Big East this for this fall. They finished in the top four last year. Um, they only finished 500 last year, um, I'm, a mark I'm sure they will want to improve on. Um, they were the only member of the big East that finished in the big East tournament, but did not move on to the NCAA tournament. Um, so that's obviously where they want to get this fall. They do return all 22 letter winners from last spring. Most notably Omaha's own Diego Gutierrez, who was big East offensive player of the year. Um, he was picked as co-offensive player of the year this, this fall, which I'll never understand, uh, for me having watched quite a few big East men's teams, like Diego's the best um men's player uh, as far as the attacking side goes in in the conference. So I also think uh Duncan McGuire was robbed. Uh, I don't, I, I think he was eligible to get freshman of the year last year, even though he was a red shirt. Um, he had a great spring. Hopefully he continues that this fall. I thought he should have been big East freshman of the year. I don't know if he was eligible for it, but um Obviously, Omaha and Creighton play each other September 29th at Creighton. Um, outside of the Big East gauntlet, though, Creighton has Ohio State, Indiana, St. Louis, uh, all really, really talented teams. Um, the Omaha men's team also has Indiana. So uh, Indiana is going to see the best that Nebraska has to offer uh, for Division I men's soccer. Um, and after this quick break, we're going to cover the the D2 women's teams in the state. <laughs> All right, on to the D2 teams in our state. So there's no D2 men's soccer program, so just two D2 women's programs. So we'll just cover them really quickly. Obviously, one closer to my heart than the other. Uh, Wayne State College, where I was uh, the former head coach, in 2019, finished in eighth place, the highest uh, that program has finished since the Northern Sun expanded in 2006 um uh, they had had a really good 2020 spring getting some quality wins over conference opponents obviously the games didn't truly count but it's it was great to build momentum and, and confidence and, and some players played really well in the spring they were picked eighth in the preseason poll uh which is the highest they've been picked in the preseason poll uh in in many 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 years uh their new coach is emily hester who is a former graduate assistant at Southwest Minnesota state in the conference, also spent some time as a division one assistant at a couple different places before being a D2 head coach out East. She returns to the Midwest. Um, Wayne state does have a solid returning cast with a good number of talented players coming in midfielder, Megan Phillips and defender Haley Hoffman were tabbed as players to watch Megan Phillips plays in that attacking midfield withdrawn forward role typically. And Haley Hoffman is a defender. Haley was brought in originally as as an attacker, as a midfielder, Um, but she really found a home in the defense uh, coming into uh, last spring and this fall, so it'll be exciting to watch her play there. Um, I do think Wayne State College has the talent and the coaching um, and the ability to finish eighth or higher in the conference tournament in the uh, Northern Sun. Moving on to the University of nebraska Kearney. Uh, in 2020 spring, the MIAA did keep statistics or kept records, but not for NCAA purposes, just for the MIAA purposes. Uh, Carney finished bottom of the MIAA Northwest Division in 2019. Uh, the last kind of real season, they finished 10th of 12 uh, in the MIAA. This year, they are picked bottom 12th out of 12 in the MIAA Women's Soccer Poll. Um, I think the positives for Carney are they are a tough team to score on. Um, they conceded the fewest goals in conference conference play of any MIAA team in 2019, which is an impressive statistic, especially for a team that finished as low as they did. Um, they didn't concede a ton of goals. Um, they have, they're have they going to have to figure out where the goals are going to come from, and that's the same thing with Wayne State. Uh, when, when, when we were in 2019, we were a good team, but we did not score a ton of goals. Um, so both Nebraska D2 teams are going to have to figure out where their goals are going to come from, and and, and, and scoring those goals uh, consistently. Um, so I look forward to seeing those two teams part play this year. They do not play each other, um, but they are both in challenging conferences and should uh, have uh, good games going forward. Uh, after this break, we're going to cover the one Division Three team in our state. On to the D3 programs in our state, and that is just from one school. The Nebraska Wesleyan Prairie Wolves have men and a women's team. We're going to start with the women's side. Uh, They were picked sixth in the American Rivers Conference preseason poll. The Prairie Prairie Wolves have made uh, improvements every season under fourth-year head coach Jen Dyson. Um, They have a very Nebraska-heavy roster uh, and an experienced coaching staff. Making uh, Wesleyan a formidable opponent for any team in and out of their conference. Um, I know that they're chomping at the bit to play games after having their spring season shortened. Um, but the Nebraska Wev- Wesleyan Prairie Wolves uh, are looking are looking very good. I've uh, having recruited in the same circles and attended a lot of the same Nebraska events and and seen some of the players that Coach Dyson um, is recruiting to Nebraska Wesleyan and and, and targeting at Nebraska Wesleyan. Um, she's done a really, really good job with the program, and I and I think they're just going to continue trending upwards. So I'm excited for them and what they're going to do uh, this year in the ARC. Over to the Nebraska Wesleyan men's program. Uh, the Nebraska, men, Nebraska Wesleyan men's squad has hovered around the 500 mark, give or take, over the last several seasons. They were picked to finish seventh in the ARC. Um, I think that the biggest storyline from this spring was uh, a lot of the talent coming uh, from the freshman roster from the Scott Catholic Skyhawks, who were a really good high school boys team this last spring, um, I'll be really interesting to see and watch how these players translate to the next level and what type of impact they can have this year for the Scott Catholic uh, for the Nebraska Wesleyan uh, Prairie Wolves. Um, you know, I'm not going to read too much into the shortened spring for the men's team or even for the women's program, just because. Uh, what, you know, they're not, what are they supposed to do? They, they were trying to be safe and you appreciate that. And it's hard to really put together a, a real season in the spring, especially when you're not playing in many games or playing for anything. But uh, we are excited to see what coach uh, Brandon Bonilla can do uh, with his program and his players this year. Um, so really excited to see what the Nebraska Wesley and Prairie Wolves can do on the men's and women's side. And hopefully we can get over to Lincoln and check them out sometime this fall. All right. And now we're into the NAIA men's side of things. Uh, probably the widest array of teams. And I'm going to try and touch on all of them a little bit. Um, I don't know a ton about them. so But I'm looking forward to watching them when I get a chance and obviously following their progress throughout the season. Uh, we'll start with Hastings men's soccer. They were picked to finish third behind the Sioux City Schools, So Briarcliff and Morningside were picked one and two in the G Pack. Head coach, Tim Bonencamp left to take a club position in Omaha um, very late. So uh, they ended up promoting uh, Jade uh, Ovendale will be the interim director of soccer. She's the head women's coach and the assistant Cole Poppin will be the interim head coach for the Hastings men team. Poppin was the assistant last year. Hastings were an at large bid to the tournament last year. They won their first game, but fell to the eventual national champions, Missouri Valley Hastings has a, has a pedigree of being very good. Uh, a very good NAIA program. They've been national champions in the years past. So even when they have down years, you're going to kind of expect Hastings to be in the mix, both in the GPAC, but also in the conversation nationally. So we'll see what happens this year for them uh, and this fall with all the changes. Uh, Not a lot of Nebraskans uh, coming in for their freshmen, so not a lot to talk about there. Uh, Concordia. Concordia, on the other hand, has two dynamic freshmen that made some noise this last spring. Eli Rhodes, originally committed to Dakota Wesleyan, decommitted coming to concordia he played for lincoln southwest we have carter hinman who scored some big goals for gretna high school this spring he'll be uh there at concordia as well they were picked to finish fourth in the g-pack um they're going to be shooting to win 10 or more games for the 11th season in a row which is just a mark of consistency which is very common at concordia uh in their in their soccer programs which we'll talk about their women's side in a little bit uh the bulldogs have always been consistent but they're going to be looking to take that next step can they be the top team um, in the G Pack, can they be a top, you know, two team in the G Pack? Um, it, it's pretty open this year. Midland picked to finish six. They had a, they also had a coaching change. Head coach Rafael Martinez stepped down. Uh, I believe he took a position at Huddle after six seasons at Midland. Uh, Josh Nakayama, former NAI assistant and high school coach out of uh, Mishawaka, Indiana, takes the spot as head coach. Uh, Midland has been consistently consistently successful in the G Pack uh making occasional national tournament appearances uh just like on the women's side we'll talk about them too so we'll see if coach uh, Nakayama can can continue that for Midland uh Midland obviously is uh the new home for Patrick Long who is a Gretna high school player who uh did really good job uh this spring so hopefully we can see what kind of impact he can make at Midland next up we have Doan picked eighth uh this is Tony Odoricio's first real season as the head coach uh Don has been well below average the previous three seasons um that being said Odoricio made Iowa Wesley in a nine and a team in four years after taking over them when they were a one and eight team so if he can do that there I think he could do something similar at done and well I'm excited to see what he can do and, and and the type of things he can he can bring to that team um I think his first start was bringing in a player like Braden Lackey uh I'm excited to see the impact that he has there. He was a great goal scorer uh, and a good attacker in his prep and club uh, games uh, in Nebraska. So we're curious to see how that translates. Um, moving on to York. Uh, they were picked 11th out of the 13th in the KCAC. Uh, they've been up and down in the standings the last five to 10 years. Unfortunately, uh, because York's not in the Omaha home Lincoln area and they don't do a really great job updating their social media or their website i don't have a lot of information on them probably expecting them to finish around where they're picked um uh, but last and certainly not least probably uh the best team best naia squad in nebraska right now uh is the bellevue men's team uh bellevue men's soccer uh was picked number eight in the country preseason um they return 10 of their 11 starters. No Anaki Aldeo, who is moving on to take his fifth year at the University of Nebraska-Omaha, um, adding to their potent attack that the Mavs have. Uh, but they, they still return a, a bunch of very solid players. Um, I didn't see an, a preseason poll yet for the AII, which is now called the Continental Athletic Conference. Um, but there was a weird news release this summer that, uh, that both men's and women's coaches for Bellevue have been sanctioned for language or behavior on the touchline. Um, so not really sure what, what that was about, but obviously passion, uh, can get, uh, kind of go overboard sometimes, but, uh, uh, they've done a good job at Bellevue. Um, and I expect them to be in the mix nationally and at the top of their conference, uh, Daniel Gornell returns from oral Roberts, uh, to come back to his home state and play for Bellevue. So I'm excited to see, uh, the impact he can have, uh, with the Bruins next up. Uh after this break we'll do the NAI women's soccer side of things. All right, over to the NAI women's side of things. Uh we'll start again with Hastings who are picked 5th in the G pack. A little bit of a a, a down year for Nebraska teams in general in the GPAC. Uh, Jade Ovendale enters her third season as Hastings' women's soccer coach. Uh, Notable additions to the Broncos for local players are Lauren Stoll out of Lincoln Lutheran and then transferred Dulce Lopez. Dulce is a Hastings uh, high school grad. Um, She's also a Division I transfer from Missouri State, so returning home to play for her hometown college. Dulce was a quality prep and club player so it's a very good get for the broncos and should help them finish higher than the fifth place that they were picked midland picked sixth uh coach greg Jerosic departed midland for a club position in omaha before departing he won almost 80 games in six seasons and turned midland into a team that was not only in the gpac conversation but also in the national conversation uh new coach cody bartlow comes to midland most recently from southwest christian in oklahoma midland returns some key pieces and has some promising local freshmen coming in, including Mackenzie Smith, Sydney Heron, Claudia Wilson, and Carly Scott. Uh, down to Seward with Concordia University, who were picked second in the GPAC after finishing as GPAC tournament champions again and national qualifiers in the NAIA tournament last spring. Coach Goins returns a strong lineup. Uh, Concordia, historically a tournament team they finished first or second in the GPAC tournament almost every year. Um, uh, they've been built, uh, for that, uh, ever since, um, uh, you know, ever since I've been in Nebraska. So, um, uh, you know, with other teams down or going through coaching transitions, uh, this could be the year, uh, for Concordia in the regular season. Uh, over to, to the Omaha-based NAIA team, College of St. Mary's, they were picked 10th in the GPAC. Uh, Coach Jordan Ursik is optimistic about her large roster that she's bringing in uh, or that she has and that, and that she's brought in. Um, she expects them to be competitive, and they're looking to take steps forward both in conference and non-conference play. Ursic has talent and experience in the spine of the team, um, but is going to be relying on newcomers to provide some much-needed firepower. Aubrey Vancouver. And Taylor Cruz are both good additions as freshmen, along with Olivia Shade in goal. Uh, Doan, picked 12th, struggled last year after having um, slight turnaround in success in previous years. Coach Kennedy Croft uh, is in her sixth season. Uh, no local players in the freshman class this year. Over to York. Again, similar to the men's side. Um, there's not a ton of info on the team on social media or on their website. Uh, they were picked ninth, uh, up and down in the standings. Not one of the best KCAC teams, but also not one of the worst either. I imagine that they will finish somewhere where they were picked, somewhere, somewhere to where they were picked. Um, last but not least, Bellevue. After just missing out on the national tournament last spring, the Bellevue women will be looking to get there this year. They return a lot of their contributors from last year, including three, all three, all conference honorees. Uh, Morgan McElnay is a good addition out of Miller North for the Bruins. After this break, we will finish with the junior college teams from the state of Nebraska and the surrounding area. So stay tuned. Last but not least, we're going to touch on the junior college programs around the state of Nebraska, but also just going into the state of Iowa just a little bit. Um, We're going to start on the men's side first. Uh, We can't talk men's junior college soccer without talking about Iowa Western men's soccer. Um, We're including Iowa Western in this conversation because the impact the school has on the Omaha metro area. Last spring, Iowa Western fell in the national championship to Salt Lake Community College. They have 21 returning players, plus some talented newcomers. Nebraska Prep High School soccer fans will recognize the names of Wawa Pauga and Junior Casillas, who are in the uh, first team for the Reavers. Uh, Ramsey, Hamuda, and other Nebraska players will be looking to move up from their reserves team this fall, um, maybe making maybe making an impact this fall, but maybe having an eye on towards their sophomore year. They were picked number two in the national preseason poll behind last year's champions, Salt Lake. Uh, then we move over to Southeast Community College second year program. Uh, another coaching staff is excited because they're filling out the roster with more depth and talent. Um, while SCC has an international international flair to this year's freshman class, there are some pl- local players like Diego Salas who will contribute as well. Uh, moving up to Columbus, Central Community College, Luis Polito named new head coach. Great move by Central. Luis is a good coach and a uh, a good person. He's done a lot of good in the Columbus soccer community, and he comes he returns uh, to Columbus to take uh, the head position at Central Community College. Uh, Nebraska soccer prep fans will notice two names uh, from Omaha South who are going to be headed up to Central: Ismail Hassan and Rodolfo Ramirez. Ismail Hassan, a talented outside wing outside back player for Omaha South. And Rodolfo Ramirez, the uh, the the heroic goalkeeper for the Packers, um, highlight is the incoming freshman class. Um, then we move way out west, way out west. Todd Rasnick in his tenth year as the Western Nebraska Community College coach. I'm not as familiar with Western or their players um, necessarily, but they have been solid in recent years, finishing near the top of their division or conference. Um, then coming back to Norfolk, we have uh, Northeast uh, Community College. Uh, chad miller is the coach for both the men's and the women's side the men's side has uh struggled to find the same success as the women's program but they're hoping to build on some things uh moving forward uh over to the women's side of things we have iowa western uh women's team picked very high nationally i believe they were picked fifth uh, they made it to the national tournament last year which is a pretty common theme for them um they have quite a few returning players and some talented newcomers. So expect them to make that national tournament trip again. Uh, Coach Adam Sanchez, I know is excited about what they've done so far and is looking forward to seeing how they, how they progress going forward. Uh, Central community college. uh, I I believe they'll have a a Jamie Bennett um, has been building a a good program up there on the women's side. I really like what he's doing. I like the players he's bringing in and I like the, the style of play that he, he, uh, he puts forth uh, for his teams. Um, So I'm excited to see what he continues to do there. Uh, Western Nebraska, uh, same thing. Always solid. I don't know a ton about their players just being way out west. Um, They have been solid in recent years as well. Um, So, But over to the big story in Nebraska, I think uh, on the junior college side, Iowa Western takes a lot of the publicity in our area, despite not being a Nebraska team. But I think one team that we have to give a huge shout out to, and one coach we have to give a huge shout out to is the northeast community college out of norfolk chad miller is the coach up there um, i'm hoping to have chad on on uh, the podcast sometime he has done just an awesome job with uh northeast community college um nationally ranked this year they were a national tournament team last year at N- njcaa division two um, and he does it he does it with a great he does it kind of with a similar recruiting philosophy that i had at wayne state he he gets some players from out of state like from colorado he gets some um, solid in-state players that might not get some of the looks that they deserve. And then, and then uh, I didn't do this at Wednesday, but he finds some international players that can that fill those holes and And he's done a really good job at, with the women's program. And I, I think they flew under the radar. They've flown under the radar despite being pretty talented the last couple of years. Um, and they finally made that breakthrough to the national tournament. And I have no doubt that uh, coach Miller is going to uh, continue that success on the women's side. And I'm excited to see what they do. Cause um, I think the better that the more places we have to play uh, prep or college soccer after players finish with their prep career, the better. And, and junior college can be a good route both for men's and women's players if they don't find the fit that they want um, in the NAIA or NCAA levels. Um, so, and with that, that is my college soccer, like kind of preseason preview, storyline stuff. I think some big commitment stories that we want to talk about are Paige Bracker out of MPA uh, committing to Augustana Vikings who are a division two team looking to transition to division one so congratulations Paige uh, solid defender Abby Evers uh, an attacker so Abby and Paige are both out of Iowa but they play for uh, Nebraska based clubs Abby plays for Evolution, she's committed to Wayne State. I was recruiting Abby when I was at Wayne State, and I'm really happy to see her go there. A a really good attacker. I think she'll bring a lot to uh, the Wayne State College Wildcats. So congratulations to Paige and Abby. Um, And then also special congratulations to uh, Yaskar Galvin and Jaime Ponce. Um, Yaskar is a uh, prep player, a former prep player from Lexington, was going to go to Iowa Western, but actually signed a professional deal to play with Union Omaha. And same thing with Jaime Ponce, uh, signed a professional deal to play for Union Omaha after prepping at South Sioux city. So it's really cool to see head coach Jay Mims and the Union Omaha, uh, front office, um, give a pathway for young, young players, young, young boys, players out of, um, Nebraska to come play professional soccer. So excited to see where Page, Abby, Yaskar, and Jaime um, go in the next couple of years with their teams. Last but not least, I just want to hope that everyone is being safe and taking COVID-19 pandemic still seriously. It's great to be back with college soccer. I'm back coaching youth club soccer and going to college games, so I'm really excited. Um, you know, Unfortunately, COVID-19 is going to be a storyline for this fall, um, and I think that the the best way for us to move past this being a storyline and, and hopefully getting back to some sort of sense of normalcy is is the continued push for – Masking in appropriate situations, and and then getting vaccinated. Um, you know, I know that that's uh, definitely a conversation amongst college college teams right now, and and the the role that could uh, the role that a COVID outbreak in a team could play um, will could cost teams uh, spots in tournaments and spots in the NCAA tournament. So it's something that we hopefully can avoid. and We'd hate to see in general, but obviously we want to avoid seeing people get sick. Um, And hospitalized and and facing damage going forward. So uh, take care of yourselves, um, you know, be safe and and make the best decisions that you possibly can make. Uh, And I look forward to having more college soccer coaches and college soccer players on the podcast. Um, Stay tuned for more really good episodes of Nebraska Soccer Talk.